Welcome to Film Junkie Live. Looking for it, looking for it. There it is. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Wednesday. Let's stop your humping. Stop your humping. Why do I have that up? There we go. Get rid of that right there. All right. Uh, stop your humping, and let's talk some movie stuff right here. Hopefully you guys are uh, doing good. Hopefully you ever do, uh, your Wednesday was good, and everything's all dandy where you're at right now. It's getting warm. It's getting warm. It sucks. Warm here, yeah, about in the mid-80s right now. Anyways, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell, smash that like, thumbs up, share the stream, do all that. Become a member if you want to become a member also. We do a members-only stream after every Wednesday stream. So after this, we'll be doing a members-only stream. And it shall be fun. So who's out there? We got Mr. Eric Blake right there, perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Ryan, what's going on? We got Galactic Fearsome. Good to see ya. Hey, what's going on, Tony Movie Chappie D9 Neil Blomkamp fan? There's a, a certain trailer that came out today that felt very, felt kind of Neil Blomkamp, not gonna lie. What's going on, Phil? Good to see you, buddy. Yo, what's going on, Jose? Happy hump day, watching The Flash on Monday, and I can't... Oh, somebody's watching The Flash on Monday, look at that. What's going on there, Josh? Did WB Japan back out of the streaming free? I saw some of the scheduled live videos deleted. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. I mean, I posted my video, my, my little video about it, but I noticed that there were some people that actually deleted some of that. They might have mm, backed off. I don't know. We'll figure that out. What's going on, Droga? Good to see you. We got uh, Jason McKenzie. What's going on, Stephanie T? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. We got Ion Stone. Yes, hope everybody's week is good. Wolfgang Navagratz for Superman. That's what the mighty Skywalker mullet says. So, all right, we got Patrick. I watch on replay along I watch uh, on class of nine. Good show. Okay, hi. How's it going? Shamagic, what is up, sir? Doing that magic still, of course. Welcome to the Film Junkie Live Show with your host. Yes, that's who it is, Mr. Watson. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody who uh, showed up right now, of course. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Yeah, I just uh, decided, well, all right, might as well do like a little tease and talk about what's happening at the beginning of all, you know, of this show. I figured, why not? Because, you know, when people like, it's like that whole thing. You just kind of learn different ways to like do your YouTube channel and your videos and your live streams. And just kind of thinking because, you know, when you're, when you're on YouTube on your desktop or whatever, or even on mobile, they'll show like the beginning. So I thought, eh, okay, they're going to show if you hover the pointer over the video and it starts playing the beginning. I'm like, I might as well do like a, a thing to try to bring people in. That's that's what I was trying to do there. So so uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Just something right there. Hello there, John. Good to see you. All right. But, uh, yes, we're going to be talking about James Gunn and his CBMs, his top five favorite CBMs, and then, of course, talking about the balance, which I've talked about. I think I talked about it on the Vodka stream, maybe, or I talked about it on the Patreon stream. I don't know. I can't remember, you know. <laughs> but, uh, and then, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Fast X. The reviews are in. They're flowing in. And box office projections, Mission Impossible, and then, of course, Elite of Battle Angel. So, Let's uh, let's get to these tweets, and huh? let's see what happened over here in the Twitter sphere. See what happened. 
Um, well, I mean, not good for, I mean, we're going to start off by, uh, you know, not really good for Mr. Chris D'Elia. That's right. Apparently, uh, things have not changed because a new Rolling Stone article came out. Exclusive! Ten women, ten women tell Rolling Stone uh, comedian and podcaster... Chris D'Elia preyed on them and left them traumatized. The FBI is looking into it. D'Elia denies the allegations. All right, where's Tignatara? I mean, they, he, she needs to replace replace him in the uh, in his podcast. That's what should happen, right? So, yeah, uh, Chris D'Elia. I saw a video or something. I saw something where they said... Basically, there this video was saying that he hasn't really changed. He's changed a little bit, but still is up to his old ways when it comes to that stuff. So, I don't know. I I used to like the guy. It was kind of funny because I saw Chris D'Elia before he was a name. I saw him late. I, I remember I went to the Laugh Factory, and we stayed almost to the very end. And he was one of the last comics at like 1 o'clock in the morning. He came on, and he was actually really funny. He was actually probably the funniest comedian that night. Because a fight broke out in the crowd and everything. And he kind of did commentary on that. It was pretty funny. And he kept on calling back to it. But it is kind of funny because then all of a sudden he just like raised the stardom. And now it's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. So, I don't know. Yeah, he had a kid too. Yeah, he did have a kid. There's a lot of things. I don't know. It's just uh, something. something needs to... If it all ends up being true, he's just not going to have a career anymore because, you know, he kind of still does. He does still have a career. He kind of bounced back, but this keeps on happening. I don't know. No, I'm done. I'm done. Stop it. I'm done. I got the message loud and clear. That world wants to move on. That's right. Oh, my God. Arnold Schwarzenegger is part of the Move On crew. <laughs> if you know, you know, right? Um... Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he, uh, you know, obviously talking about his new book and everything he's been talking about. And he basically said that he's done with the uh, Terminator franchise, which to which I said, well, the Terminator franchise should be done. I mean, let's face it. They keep on trying. Thank you for the uh, super chat there, Ivan. Appreciate it. Um, But yeah, when it comes to Arnold, I was like, okay. Obviously, they they did their best to to keep him involved when it came to these sequels. But, uh, you know. Terminator Genesis was had an interesting concept. They tried and it failed miserably. And then when it came to Dark Fate, there's like, all right, let's bring Luna Hamilton back. That's a good idea. We all were on board with that. But then it was just the same old freaking story that we've. And then of course the way that 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 it opened up with just another Terminator killing John very easily. So it just kind of wiped out, kind of wiped out the legacy that the first two Terminators made by just like, oh yeah, just Terminator just walks in when they're at this, uh, they're at this bar or whatever, this restaurant in like Cancun or I forgot where it was, and then he just gets blasted away. I mean, yeah, I don't know if they 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 just they should have just went back to the Terminator Salvation route. In my eyes, that was the right route, but I know there was like studio fuckery that happened with that. I didn't like everything that was involved with that movie but i did like the concept of showing a movie that was in the future and showing john in the future and the resistance and the and the war with the machines because you know that stuff's pretty interesting and awesome but it was directed by mick g and that guy that guy is a fucking michael bay wannabe but yeah they should go that kind of route just go that kind of route why not ah god Damn it. Why? 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 
Makes me sad. Makes me sad. Makes me sad. I know. Bullshit. But uh, yes, I mean, of course, it's for a good reason and everything. I get it. You know, got to pay the writers. But yeah, the uh, the WGA strike. The Penguin starring Colin Farrell suspends production after picketing. So, yep, they are no longer in production right now, which kind of sucks because it was like, all right, we're going to get something from the Batman soon. We're going to get something. You know, until we get the, the Batman sequel, we're going to get something in the Batman world. And sadly, not happening now. I'm like, God damn it. Afraid it was going to happen. We got that little tease and everything, and now they're going to have to delay it. They're going to have to delay it. Sucks. Uh, but hey, Puma is releasing Bait X, the Flash X Puma RSX. A lot of X in there. There's three X's right there. But uh, yeah, you're going to be able to get some. You know, I still have some Reeboks. None, none that has the Flash on them, but I still have some Reebok shoes that I got. And let's face it, they're, they're, they weren't that great. You know, I mean, nobody even heard about them until I even... I remember, like, I don't think you guys even heard about the Reeboks DC shoes until I actually started talking about them because they sent me a bunch. And then they were just... I mean, most they're mostly ugly. These are not that bad. I mean, these are kind of cool because it's representing kind of the young Barry makeshift flash costume kind of thing. And I think that's kind of cool because it looks like it's kind of spray painted on the lightning bolt. They're probably comfortable as hell. Maybe I could reach out to Puma and try to get a try to get a pair, get some pairs to give away. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, Puma getting into it. There's me as the Joker right there. That's right. Sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes. We all do, right? Oh, can I have this, please? Can I have this? Celebrating the release of The Flash, Michael Keaton's Batcave from Batman Returns has been recreated in the form of a Lego shadow box. Four dials on the back of the display will reveal a man, uh, a manipulate di- and manipulate different aspects of the Batcave. So, yes, you can get all this. A massive 3981-piece Lego Batcave announced. I mean, I, I kind of want this. I kind of want this, but I don't like, would I actually sit down and put it together? I mean, I probably would, but my God, seems like a lot of pieces. And then, yes, guys, yes. Uh, let me find it where you at, because, you know, I got to give myself uh, a little bit of a. <laughs> Guess who's seeing The Flash on Monday? Cheers. Ah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Very excited. But yes, guys, I am going to see The Flash. Jose will be there. So um, good, it'll be good to see you again, Jose. But yes, I'm going to see The Flash on Monday. So that means, guys, that there's not going to be a Film Junkie Live next Monday. I'll, put it, I'll push it to Tuesday, of course. Uh, I'll push uh, that one. And then, of course, you know, do the Wednesday show and everything like that. But yes, no Film Junkie Live because I have to be at the theater probably an hour or at least a a half an hour before the screening, which is at 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So not looking forward to actually driving to L.A. I'm probably going to drive early to try to beat some of that traffic. But yes, guys, um, you're welcome. I got it sent to me by somebody else. But okay, if you want to take credit for it, it's fine. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got it sent me out. Anyways, okay. So, uh, but yeah, um, got tickets and uh, yeah, should be a good time. Looking forward to it. Something pretty interesting about it. Um, something pretty interesting about it too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say right now. I'm not gonna say what it is. Uh, members only. Maybe we'll talk about it. So, um, I kind of talked about it on the Patreon stream last night. But yeah, 
looking forward to it can't wait so yeah don't expect a film junkie live on monday we'll do it tuesday and then of course i got to figure out exactly like when can i post my first reaction what can i say you know just gonna be interesting gonna be interesting so the boys are reunited that's right i'll wear my giant's hat just kidding and then look at this we've got a batman and stormtrooper right here this is pretty cool it's a pretty cool little combination right there of a stormtrooper and batman and then uh, Weta Workshop, of course, uh, showing another video of the awesome Trinity statues. So that's cool. Uh, Chiwetel, I, uh, I can never say his name, but you guys know what we were talking about. This guy been in numerous things. Chiwetel, I'm, I can't even, uh, I'm not even going to try to attempt to uh, pronounce his last name, but Chiwetel is joining Venom 3. Some people are like, is he joining as his Doctor Strange character? Is he joining as him? What's going on with that? But apparently it's going to be probably a whole different character, but interesting. So he's in two Marvel Cinematic Universes. And speaking of Marvel Cinematic Universes, we got Marvel Studios, Disney Plus. The new season of Loki starts streaming on October 6th. So that's going to be weekly. But then when it comes to the Echo series that's dropping on November 29th, guess what? You get all the episodes of Echo right there. All the episodes of Echo right there. That's cool. And then update too. And anybody who was like wondering about this when it came to uh, the winners of the Full Circle SnyderCon signed posters and with that giveaway, the Nerd Queens updated right here. We are still waiting on the shipments. Yeah, the shipments got all wonky. You know, that's always going to be like a pain in the ass. So, but hey, they're, they're going to be out. They're going to be going out there. Robert Downey Jr. and Shane Black are going to be reuniting. Like I said, if you watched, well, obviously, you got Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You got Iron Man 3 that Shane Black did. But Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I tell you what, if you haven't watched that movie, do yourself a favor, watch that movie. It's a great movie. Really love that movie. Him and Val Kilmer, Shane Black dialogue. It's great. But apparently, he's going to be reuniting with Shane Black with the Nightshade Chronicles. So that'll be interesting. The Ice Suit. That's right. Batman, you were in the Ice Suit. Hey, it looks pretty cool. The Batman George Clooney in the ice suit as a Funko Pop is awesome. I have it right up there displayed. Or, you know, I have them with all my other Batman guys. They didn't make a normal. I don't think they made a normal Clooney Batman. But the ice suit, I mean, it makes no fucking sense. You know, it really doesn't. Like, like we're, like, all of a sudden they have ice suits? Like, they're going to take on Mr. Freeze and they're just, they have ice suits. Interesting. Even Batgirl had an ice suit. Which is essentially nothing more than just a couple of silver pieces on our thing. But hey, whatever. I mean, look at the silver cod piece. I mean, am I right? That silver cod piece. I mean, it's like you could totally see he's wearing a goddamn jock strap. But, uh, you know, that's Phil Cho making, uh, making those, continuing with those drawings, which is cool. And then speaking of cool, we got Batman the Animated Series poster style for Dark Knight Rises. And then some more Batman uh, grapple grapple gun action right there with the Batman. And then, of course, Batman versus Superman. Good stuff. Freddy's Night, uh, Five Nights of Freddy's right here. Um, they already started teasing all that. All kinds of posters are teasing all that. I never really played the game, so I don't, I don't know. I don't really know, but I know it's going to be interesting. Um, James Gunn answered this question right here from Alexander Soto Sr. My nerdy little heart would like to know how old the DCU Batman will be when we get Brave and the Bold, assuming that's the first time we meet him. We haven't cast him yet, so we have no clue. Have no clue. And I'm guessing they that when it comes to that, well, either he's just kind of going, yeah, we have a little bit of a clue because they, they probably have an age range of uh, where Batman's going to be 
going to be at when it comes to his age. I'm sure they have a range. They have to have a range, right? So I think he, they probably know the range range. I don't know if we're going to... that. And then another thing, too, is like, when are we going to get the casting for this DCU Batman? Is it going to be this year? Is it going to be next year? Is strictly this year just going to be Superman Legacy? Kind of wondering about that. Or are they going to bring a whole bunch of shit when it comes to Comic-Con this year? That could be very interesting, too, but... So you got James Gunn answering that. Continuing on, we got uh, David F. Sandberg uh, making Cam closer to doing all this. So he's still showing behind the scenes things that he's doing right there, which is awesome. This dog is definitely my spirit animal also. I mean, come on. Look at that face. Precious. Dude's just like, what the hell did you put on my fucking head? What is it? I feel it moving. I don't want to move. Is it going to cut me? What's going on with this? It's adorable. I heard Chris Pratt was in talks to play. No, he's not. No. I hope you're uh, joking about that. No. They made jokes about it during the Guardians 3 press junkets. They made jokes about it, but no. It's not going to be Chris Pratt. Don't worry. Not going to be Chris Pratt. They made jokes about it, but it's not going to be Chris Pratt. Yeah, that dog does look like he's high as hell. (laughs) Somebody blew a big, huge cloud of smoke in his face you ever wanted to hear um somebody with tourette's hosting a, a an award show they've ever I mean, listen to this right here this is interesting but she she rocks it she leans into it she knows i'm here i'm here to fuck i'm i'm here to swear at you for a little while i figured it'd be funnier if it didn't tell you why so fuck off i have the best <laughs> content fuck the best content tits the best best tits the best tits in the in the in the See? She leans into it. You know what? She's not the she's not holding herself back because she has this yes. disorder. Love you too. And then right here, when um, she gets so happy, it goes energy. away. If you notice that, it goes away a little bit, right? OTK. We have 100. But I just thought that was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, she's a famous Twitch streamer. Okay, I see. I wouldn't know. But, yeah, at the same time, it's like, yeah, I love that. I love that so much. It's good to start off the speech with I'm here to. Yeah, I'm here to. But I love that. I love that. First off, you know, it it does make you chuckle. But at the same time, I was like, the fact that she gets up there and hosts something like that and just leans into it, just lean into it, not being saying like, oh, I can't do it because, you know, not saying she wasn't held back to not doing something like that. She took like, you know, she's just like, you know what? Even though I have this disorder, I'm still going to I'm still going to move forward and do this and just lean into it and joke about it. That's always what's good about that. That's that's why I liked about it the most. Look at Chris Hemsworth showing ACS Anthony some love here. Look at that. Look at that. That's pretty cool. So we got some love. So we got, uh, you know, Anthony getting some love right here. Saying that he's going to talk about it, which was today's Anthony uh, Anthony's show, his daily show, which is pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, he got a quote tweet from Chris Hemsworth, you know, obviously when Anthony was talking about the Extraction 2 trailer, which is a good trailer. Looking forward to it. Um, I just love the fact that, uh, yeah, got some love from Thor. You're worthy. You're worthy, Anthony. Um, and then, of course, I posted a Patreon-exclusive pod last night, so if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, help out the channel a little bit more, and get some um, get some bonus content, go ahead and check it out. We got Mr. Droga right here, showing some art. 
Right after the Batman defeats Killer Croc, he returns to the Batcave only to hear this message that has been sent across the world about aliens invading. Batman is in anger and doesn't know what he will be able to do. I always wanted to see that shot. See a shot of Bat- Batman in the Batcave or Bruce in the Batcave seeing Zod's message. I always wanted to see that. All right. And then, of course, we've got some Batgirl awesomeness right there. Love that. Love that. Got Eye of Stone doing some things. Uh, puts things in perspective. I would have thought that, I thought, you know, when you watch the Titanic movie, you would think the Titanic was way bigger, but apparently this is what the Titanic looks like compared to a modern cruise ship. So that's pretty crazy. Perspective, perspective, perspective. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Of course, we're going to be talking about the trailer. And here's the official poster, which is, you know, floating heads. It essentially is a floating heads, but it all says floating Tom Cruises. You see him running on top of a train right there that's crashing. And then, of course, we have him doing that stunt where he leaps off the cliff and all that stuff. So, And then we got some stills right here, which, yeah, we're just going to watch the trailer. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, guys. More Foo Fighters. Foo Fighter fans. All right. Gotta love that. So, yeah, the new album, of course, comes out on June 2nd. They're apparently going to be doing some kind of live stream this Sunday. And I guess we're finally going to, they're finally going to reveal or announce who the new drummer is for the group. So, that's going to be interesting. You know, I know being a diehard Foo Fighters fan, it's still. It still uh, pulls at the heartstrings that Taylor Hawkins is no longer with us. Freaking sucks, man. Freaking sucks. But looking forward to that. Um, we got uh, Emmy-winning animation producer Sherry Gunther Sugarman says that Zack Snyder's Twilight of the Gods will, uh, releases in 2024. And quote says, I could not be more proud of how awesome this show is. And I can't wait for all of you to check out Twilight of the Gods when it launches in 2024. Full quote right here. The announcement came out this week about the Netflix series I've been producing for the past three years with Zack Snyder and the talented team at the Stone Quarry. It's been an incredible experience working with such awesome talent on our production and with our amazingly supportive executives at hashtag Netflix. I could not be more proud of how awesome this show is, and I can't wait for all of you to check out Twilight of the Gods when it launches in 2024. Very much looking forward to it. Remember, Jay Lee was also involved with it. But yes, we're going to get some, we're getting some, uh, I mean, uh, we're hoping to get, I mean, we are getting some Zack Snyder content this year with Rebel Moon, but that's not until the end of the year. We're kind of hoping we're going to get, hopefully 2024 is the year where we get just multiple, multiple Zack Snyder content. Hopefully we can start hearing about something that's happening with Army of the Dead Las Vegas, because that's kind of, that seems like it's kind of been in limbo too. That's also going to be animation. And I'm just like, ah, need, 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 you know, we need a Rebel Moon trailer. And then, of course, a couple trailers, footage, still, I don't know. We need a lot of things. We need some Rebel Moon crumbs. But uh, a lot of Zack Snyder content coming in the future, so that's cool. Hey, here's a, here, this is how you fight, guys. This is how you fight right here. Look at these. Gravity's a bitch right here. You know, you got people talking, talking ish. Up, 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 up. Take a swing, slip. Take a kick, sw- slip. <laughs> Looks like the floor was uh, a lot less kind to this guy right here. 
So there you go. Bunch of badasses right there. Alpha males. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That made me laugh. Gareth Edwards. That's right. We just, uh, I think like uh, the celebration for um, Godzilla, like eight years or whatever the hell, right? Eight years, nine years. Uh, we just talked about that. And then, of course, uh, that that was, uh, but then, of course, Rogue One, obviously, they're going to say that from the director of Rogue One. But yes, he has a new movie called The Creator that just, that is coming out with uh, John David Washington. So, and uh, and then, of course, we got the trailer right here and it looks good. This looks good. Looks good. I mean, they, they, they tap in that whole, that cliche trope about, you know, you know, sci-fi movies when it's always a child that is always going to help out humanity. You know, that trope, the child, there's always a child, but this looks pretty damn good. And like I said, it gave me some Neil Blomkamp vibes. So just love that. Wasn't Rogue One a piece of shit? No, it was one of the best Star Wars movies ever made. And I'm not being sarcastic. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Happy 68th birthday to Bill Paxton. He would have been 68 today, so may he rest in peace. Still gone too soon. Got too soon. You guys see this too? There's nothing more powerful. Nicholas Cage in a video game. We can shape the fabric of reality, transforming everything you may think you know. There he is. Dang, look at that. Nick Cage in a video game. <laughs> Dead by Daylight. Sounds pretty awesome. Available. It's going to be, well, learn more on July 5th. So, uh, hey, you know, as long as you get those uh, Nick Cageisms, right? Coran Stone with some Batman art right here. That's pretty new, unique. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. And then, yes, guys, I still don't know. I still. I still don't know what's happening in this poster when it comes to Keaton's Batman. I mean, they, they, they made like posters. They made posters, you know, for the three major, the three players, you know, with the posters that we saw last week. But then they put like this cool little, pulled cool little, like, you know, the font going sideways and being transparent looks pretty cool. But I still, I just, <laughs> I just, I, I always kind of wonder when it comes to the people that are in charge of the posters, because obviously when they get, these uh, promo shots, it's just like either the actor or a stand-in that is in front of like, you know, just a white background. And then they just kind of pose in various different poses. And then they're like, all right, which pose do you want to use for this poster and that poster? So it's obviously, it's like one of those. But I mean, the fact of the matter is when you look at the full poster, he's on the platform right on the edge because that's where the, the Batmobile is parked, which we remember. But he's right on the edge, and there's not really any room to go forward. So it's like, okay, if you're going to go this way, dude, you're just going to fall off the platform. But then again, he has the wings. Maybe that's okay. But I just always found that pose funny. Nothing against it. Still very much excited for seeing all that. And then Game Shield put this right. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Come on. You got to laugh at that. Got to laugh at that. And then, yes, guys, John Campia, apparently uh, things are not going too well when it comes to his live show anymore. He's not going to be really doing a live show. Huh? Is that what's happening? I know he, like, put the live show behind a paywall, the members-only thing, and apparently it didn't work out. I don't know. I don't know, like, the, the full details. I was just reading, like, a whole message saying that uh, they're basically just going to stick to it as a podcast. 
right now, like an audio only podcast, not doing like the live streaming anymore. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, again, you're here. We are here. You guys are here. Anybody is. We have a live show that has to do with movies. Hey, I try to be a little bit more entertaining. Sure, I don't have all the uh, the bells and whistles that Campia has. And, you know, power to him for what he plans on doing with his show. But, hey, you got a home here if you need it. If you need it. Hey, there's Wes Collar right there. Met this guy at the Full Circle event. Nicest dude in the world. Um, possibly some Rebel Moon arts that is behind him right there. Because, yes, he is a producer on it. So that's cool. And then Ahsoka apparently has a premiere date of August 31st. So be on the lookout for that. I'm sure something more official will happen. The uh, the writer's strike is really taking its toll on Los Angeles, which, you know, fuck it. You know, the city is like city is just uh, imploding on itself anyways. But reportedly it's it's gotten a 69.5 percent decline in on location permits. Yeah, nobody wants to shoot in uh, Los Angeles anymore. Why would they? And then we got this cool little poster right here. Ultra Raw, showing a flash poster right there. That looks pretty sweet. And then remember, guys, we uh, we have a sequel to Twister coming out. Speaking of Bill Paxton, and again, may he rest in peace, and he would have been 68 years old today. Um, probably, uh, possibly would have ended up showing up in this sequel. I don't know if it's um, going to be an actual sequel. Is Helen Hunt going to be showing up? Is any of the people from the first Twister movie going to be showing up? Possibly, who knows? But here's the entire cast right here. Hey, and look at that guy, Mr. Corn Sweat. That's right. We've been talking about Mr. David Corn Sweat. When it comes to Superman, apparently he's going to be in the Twister movie. The Twisters. That's right. Twisters. Just put an S on it. Twisters. The first one had multiple. Okay. I don't know. I'm not really. I really love the first movie. I think this one's probably going to just be ridiculous. There you go. Right there. Whoop, whoop. Copyright. All right. That's the way to do it right there. That's the way to do it. This guy's thinking outside the box right there. We don't want to push. You don't want to push your skateboard. You want to, you know, come on. Strap a leaf blower and hold an umbrella, and you can go down the street right there. Eddie Murphy's in talks to play Inspector Klazau. I don't even know. Klazau? Is that what you say it? In the Pink Panther. Uh, Jeff Fowler to direct. I think that's the Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog director. So, yeah, they're going to remake that because they remake everything. And take me back. Let me get this shirt right here. I want that shirt. I want that shirt. That could be cool, too. Why not? Yes. Pretty awesome stuff. Old school. Um, and then, yeah. Well, we'll talk about this. That'll be part of the main topics. But Stephen King put Steve. I mean, this has been weird. It's been weird. You don't really see this kind of attention when it comes to a superhero movie because, you know, ever since 2008, it's just been nonstop. But when it comes to The Flash, we had Tom Cruise, apparently. Although there's no, like, there's no tweets or anything like that. We're just kind of taking the word of, I think, THR Variety or something like that, that Tom Cruise really loved The Flash. But we have an Instagram post of Al Roker. That's right. Al Roker saying that he loved The Flash. And then we got Jaden Smith. That's right. Over the weekend, we got Jaden Smith tweeting and posting about how he thought it was the best movie ever. Now we have Stephen King that said, I got an advanced screening 
of The Flash today as a rule I don't care a lot for superhero movies, but this one is special. It's heartfelt, funny, and eye-popping. I loved it. Now, obviously, if you think about it, Annie Muschietti did direct the It movies, so there's, you know, could be a little bit of a bias there, sure. Sure, but it's just the fact of the matter is, is like you get these people in the industry that are just randomly just hyping up the Flash and saying how much they loved it. So Stephen King, add Stephen King to the list. And then, of course, somebody tagged James Gunn, said, is this true? And he said, hell yeah, it is. So there you go. Sweet. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Final Destination 6 Bloodlines is looking to start filming July 31st in Vancouver and wrap October 13th. That's right. Another Final Destination is coming out. You can't tell me that Devin Sawa is not going to be in this. He was only in the first one, which is the best one, naturally. You can't tell me that he's not going to be in this one. They're probably going to bring him back. We didn't see... Yeah, his character died when they said in the second one, but you never saw him die. They just killed him off in in some exposition dialogue. That's about it. So, and then yes, guys, it's a fun day at Disneyland. 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 Oh, people suck, don't they? Jesus Christ! Let's get a let's get in a fight. Two families get in a fight over who gets to take a picture in front of the Disney Garden first. Really, really, that's what's happening here. It's all just for a picture in front of that. Holy crap! Right in front of the kids. All right. Humanity. Gotta love it, right? <sighs> and uh, for some reason, this is still a thing because, you know, Cobra Kai, who gives a shit, right? Cobra Kai is so popular, so everybody loves it. Everybody loves the nostalgia and the fact that we have characters from the original Karate Kid. They're still going to continue on and do this Karate Kid movie that is in, I guess, that Jaden Smith, Jackie Chan universe when it comes to Karate Kid. Because apparently this is what's going to be happening. Looks to film through December. Uh, Jonathan Whistles in uh, Montreal. The film reportedly follows Lee, a skilled fighter and a student in Beijing who has his life uprooted when his mom decides that they're moving to Brooklyn for a work opportunity. Lee meets Maya, who goes uh, to his high school, and her dad, Victor, who runs a pizza restaurant in his new neighborhood in Brooklyn, and forms a bond with both. While his mom is against violence and kung fu, Lee finds purpose by training Victor in the arts and finds himself back in the ring as well. So there you go. There's like the synopsis or whatever the hell for the new Karate Kid movie that's going to be coming out that has nothing to do with Cobra Kai. Nothing to do with Cobra Kai, apparently. I don't know. Just, you you could, I mean, I guess if you put the brand of Karate Kid on it, it helps to get some box office, but it doesn't even, you know, you wouldn't, you don't even need to have. And then there was even saying that Jackie Chan might even be coming back to it. Like he's in talks to come back for this. I don't know. Just sounds, sounds whatever, but hey. Try to capitalize on the Karate Kid brand, even though it's like, well, Cobra Kai is already doing that very well, so why do you need to do it? Who knows? Oh, the music. Forgot to turn that off. Rock out again. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that. All right. Yeah, freaking uh, Karate Kid. I don't think I, I don't think Jaden Smith's going to be coming back. I don't think uh, he's going to be coming back. 
at all. But he liked the flash. That's all that matters. Thank you for being a member there, Mr. Nicotina. Sell Karate Kid to Netflix. What's going on, man? I think they already have it with Cobra Kai, but hey. Are you already taking off, Jose? I was just there. Oh, yeah, you were just there. Ready to take it off? Oh, yeah. Anyways, okay. Let's go ahead and get to start diving into these topics right here, huh? Okay, James Gunn talking about his favorite CBMs, top five favorites. And uh, this was something that came out Monday. I didn't talk about it Monday because I was like, oh, I'll wait on it. And uh, I thought, okay, why not talk about it today? Have it be the main topic? Because, yes, obviously when it comes to the top five, we I think a lot of us kind of had a feeling that the original Donner Superman would, would be part of that list. But it is an interesting list when it comes to when it comes to what he picked, because in the top five, not one, not one MCU film, not one. Interesting, right? And naturally, he's not going to choose his own movies. He even says it in the article, or, you know, or in the interview, whatever the hell. He, he says that it's like picking your children. But the fact of the matter is that he did not pick another MCU movie, which is kind of funny right here. It is kind of funny, but yes. He does bring, I mean, he does bring up another, you know, two other Marvel movies with Deadpool being number five. He loves Deadpool. He loves both of them, he said. Um, and then, of course, uh, Into the Spideyverse is like his number one. So if you're wondering what his number one is, it's Into the Sp Spider-Verse, which, uh, you know, I think we could all kind of agree that that's like at the top of a lot of people's list. But any good kind of goes off the reservation a little bit when it comes to two, two of them, because it's not superhero movies that he was asked he was asked about comic book movies adaptations from a comic book so he chose a history of violence and old boy what i know it's like i see we see you there james we see you there and you wanted to go off the cuff a little bit i get it okay obviously yes it's comic book movies it's not superhero movies but somebody should actually get them to make a list of just superheroes but I get it. Old Boy, History of Violence, both great films. Both great films. And yes, they're based off of comic books. Sure. But it was just kind of funny. I was like, ah, I see what he did there. Ah, trying to go off the cuff. But again, no MCU films. No MCU films. But uh, let's talk about his number two, which, of course, is the Donner Superman. And let's hear him talk about it because now you know why not since he is going to be directing the new writing and directing the new superman movie so here we go dun, dun. oh that john williams door right whooshing i love that revolving door whooshing. number two i'm gonna have to go with a movie that changed my life and that's richard donner's superman this one is important to me historically. It's a great movie, but it was also a movie I saw as a kid that affected my life a lot. And I remember seeing it to Paris Cinema in Manchester, Missouri, when it was first released. We believe released. the man could fly. Strangely, the same exact theater that Jim Lee, who went on to create so many great comics characters, saw it in in St. Louis, because we're both from there. But it was taken up in this movie, and I remember when I was a child, I had seen Star Wars, and that was like such a big, magical moment for me. And this was the next big, magical movie. It was. Dun, dun, dun. Easy, miss. It's always you. a good line right here with Lois. Who's 
You know, at the time, they did exactly what we're doing now. They're going through tons and tons of actors to see who captures that spirit. The thing they don't talk about much when they talk about Christopher Reed, they talk about his pureness, his hope, his goodness. They talk about, you know, the way that he plays Clark as being so different from the way he plays Superman and how he can turn that on in an instant. But there's this playfulness about Superman. This When he's saving a cat, he's got oh, that wry saving smile. the cat. I know some people are not a fan of that. I mean, I've made jokes about it too, about saving kitties out of trees. And that is one of the best parts of the movie is the playfulness of Superman. He enjoys what he's doing. He likes helping human beings and he likes saving them. They just did the costume from the comics and they did it very simply and it works really well. The colors work well. I just got a bunch of pictures from Warner Brothers. Did he just confirm that the uh, the trunks are coming back? I think the costume works really good and it's just without frills, which was easier back then than today because today people have seen a lot of different superhero costumes. So it's how do you make it look believable? How do you take this outrageous concept of a guy who flies around and turn him into something real? I think that, you know, what we're doing is, is different. It's its own thing, but I'm definitely influenced by what Donner did with Superman and what Christopher Reeve did with Superman. And and, and Margot Kidder. And Margot Kidder, of course. She's really the heart of it in a lot of ways. Of course, you got that shot right there. So there you go. We don't have to watch the whole thing, but uh, yeah. It's interesting because it made me think of something that I brought up this week, and I can't remember if it was on the Vodka stream or the Patreon stream. might have been both. But I was just kind of thinking like, you know, when it comes to Superman and when it comes to what James Gunn has to do, he really has to do a a good kind of balance. Because, yes, as much as he's giving a lot of praise, a lot of praise when it comes to the Donner Superman, which, of course, he is. Of course, any filmmaker would. Anybody would. Hell, I mean, regardless of how people like always say the the, the shit about uh, Henry Cavill Superman and what Zack Snyder did and saying he didn't smile, he's email, he's doing this like you can't tell me that Zack wasn't inspired by Richard Donner's Superman at all. No, of course he was. He's even talked about it. There's numerous featurettes, and he's talked about in being inspired, but of course wanted to make, he was asked and wanted to make a grounded, as much grounded Superman as possible. And the challenge of doing that, of course, is just introducing Superman into the world and people rejecting him, which of course, Gunn needs to, to have that as well. See, Gunn, what Gunn needs to do is really just get into that middle ground. Okay, don't go full Donner and Christopher Reeve, Donner and Christopher Reeve, and don't go full Snyder and Man of Steel. Sure, you don't have to. There's There could be a space right there in the middle somewhere that you could play, and I, I'm pretty sure that that's where he's going to want to play, is like right in that middle space where you don't want to get too campy, but you maybe don't want to get as serious, I don't know, uh, as... I mean, I don't. I, again, when you watch BVS, obviously that's darker. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I, of course I'm biased when it comes to, you know, Snyder and Henry Cavill Superman because I'm one of those people that is like, no, he's not. He smiles actually quite a bit. It's it's good. It's fine. He's yeah. He's not emo. He's not depressed and not mean. But it, but of course it goes into a darker um, darker area when it comes to the nightmare stuff. But you just gotta play and just have that balance of like, okay, you can have. I really hope he doesn't have it where he rescues a cat out of a tree. We don't need to see that. I don't know if he's going to put that in there, but it's just like one of those things where it's like, all right, just find that balance, man. Just find that balance where you can have have it kind of grounded and have it serious in moments, which I, I hope that he could do. And I, I think if you watch Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3, he really did 
um, he didn't have as much as the previous. I didn't think the humor level was as much as it was in the previous, as it was with this one, especially specifically when it came to the Rocket origin story. So I'm like, okay, there can be something there. And then, of course, having Crypto, yes, that's going to be pretty damn fantastical. But at the same time, I think he can maybe pull something off when it comes to that. But there, yeah, there's just that space right there in the middle because, let's face it, when it came to Superman Returns, they just tried to do Donner again. You know, good old Brian Singer, which, yes, you could separate art and, you know, douchebag, I guess you could say. Because, obviously, he's made a lot of comic book movies, ones that we all like. When you watch Superman Returns, it's like, yeah, he tried to just modernize Donner Superman, and he nailed it. He absolutely did. But people wanted something different. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, okay, the plane sequence, cool, but what else you got? What else you got? This is just, we've seen this before. So, when Snyder came in... He just was like, you know, obviously asked by Christopher Nolan to do it because Warner Brothers wanted Christopher Nolan to ground Superman like he did with Batman. But, of course, that's that Nolan wasn't interested in doing that. So he he got Zack to do it. And then, of course, they granted it as much as possible because it's still Superman. Very hard to ground. But, yeah. So you just got to find that balance. You just got to find that balance. And hearing him talk about that now and then talking about how they're looking at a bunch of like you know headshots and auditions and everything when it comes to it obviously we've heard some of the names that are on that list um you know when it comes to the costume he does talk about the costume and saying that you know it's just very basic and they just ripped it right out of the comic books and it was just a fitted thin costume with the undies with everything and it worked it worked for the time but i like that he said that hey you got to you do have to modernize you got to make it make sense and that's the thing it's like when it came to the man of steel costume it just made sense because it looked alien like so i'm just kind of wondering like when it comes to designing the superman legacy costume obviously there's got to be an element of that too i don't know it's just is there going to be padding in it i don't know there's so many so many questions so many questions but as long as he finds that balance just find that balance right there it's all don't make it too campy. You don't have to make it too serious. Just find that balance right there. And I think I and I think it would be I think it'll be a success if you just find that balance because I mean obviously there's fans of both that are just going to probably fans of both sides are just going to probably hate it no matter what. Um but you know, we'll see. We got 2 years. We got 2 years before we get to see this whole thing right here. Uh, what's happening? All right. No, I'm not serious. Stephanie, I just remember Patty saying they uh, that no one died in Wonder Woman 84 and no one died. I was like, really? I think Gunn just won't kill the villain. We don't even know who the villain is. We know that, obviously, Luthor is going to be a part of it. But I don't think he's not going to be the main villain. I don't think he would make him the main villain. I saw some people just going like, hey, it's like, is he going to be the main villain? I'm like, no, nah, I don't think he's going to be the main villain. There's going to be a Luthor presence, but it's, you know, he's not going to be the main villain. I don't know. We'll see. Start your engines. It's time for reviews. Reviews of Fast X. Who's seen Fast X this week? <laughs> Sadly, yeah. Well, that's whatever. It's a movie. I didn't go last week, so looking forward to seeing a movie. And even though it's another Fast and Furious movie, and I know, I know I'm going into it, and I told you guys, I don't hate watch. I don't hate watch. I just go in with super low expectations. And I'm going in with super low expectations. And I would like to walk out going, you know what? That was better than I thought. That was better than the last two. Because the last two, no. No. But yes, let's talk about some Fast X. 
Let's see where it's at right now when it comes to the devil fruit. Ba-ba-bum. 56%. Oh! Oh, good shot of Momoa right here. Apparently, people are loving Jason Momoa in this villain role. Critics' consensus. The irredeemably, uh, demon ble- the irredeemably silly, as it is satis- uh, satisfyingly self-aware, Fast X should rub the engines of, of long-time fans while leaving many newcomers in neutral. Nice one. So let's look at some of these uh, reviews right here. Okay, we got some critic reviews, top critics, and mix of critics. Johnny right here from the New York Post. Another moronic fast film that plods along like 99 bottles of beer on the wall and features increasingly fake chases. Yeah, not a fan of the movies, I could see. The sweet, coarse sincerity that once made these films sing is gone. Replaced with jokes and stunts, that feel patched together from earlier, better franchises. Whoa! Say that about MCU movies, too? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Ah, the franchise was more fun as opposed to fun when it wasn't so in the j- on, on the joke. So I guess, what, they're a little self-aware, a little meta when it comes to this one? Uh, letterer, the director, and Momoa bring an energy and excitement to Fast X that juices the engine to deliver the good that fans want. But the jumbled lore and odd treatment of characters may leave audiences with more questions than answers. So even though that's a positive one from Miss Katie Walsh, still kind of not. Even as it's uh, spinning through enjoyably, um, uh, enjoyably goofy action set pieces, most of them enlivened uh, greatly by a fun performance from Jason Momoa. Again, people are praising Jason Momoa, which is good. There's a desperate familiarity uh, to uh, all of Fast X. No question this franchise is silly, but having one character constantly ridiculing the others and making mockery of everything feels maybe a little too on the nose. Tell me that's Tyrese, right? That's freaking Tyrese. The most annoying character in the whole franchise. Remember when they introduced him and he was more like the Dominic Toretto character because... Vin Diesel didn't want to do the sequel, so they got somebody else, and they got Tyrese, who was like this other character, and now he just does nothing but mock and yell and say, oh my god, oh my god, he just screams all the time. So friggin' annoying. By now, the Fast franchise is so self-aware of how big, bombastic, dumb, and brainless it is, it rides it out with a vengeance! Just when you think they can't top themselves, Fast X over-delivers in every possible way. It's a blast! They went to space last freaking movie out. What the hell can they... All right. Fast X is a pileup of characters fighting to stand out and less spectacular action that feels more like marketing for future installments than a complete feature. Yeesh. What really makes Fast X is the thoroughly entertaining is the performance of Jason Momoa. The Aquaman star is having an absolute ball playing the uh, dastardly villain Dante. So they keep on talking about, they keep on talking about Jason Momoa, which is great because I lo- we all love Jason Momoa, right? And I'm I'm glad that that's happening. That 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 at least his performance as a villain because we don't normally see that. We don't nor- normally see him as a villain type role. But obviously we know that he could probably play when you see his mean face. His mean face will make, you know, they make people shit themselves and piss themselves. So when it comes to box office projections, apparently, uh, you know, I don't think this movie is actually going to make as much as the last movie. I think because the last movie came out when the pandemic was all 
everything. I mean, it just it feels like it was so long ago. But yeah, the pandemic was happening, and I, you know, I think it was. It still it people wanted to go to the movies, so it did make a lot. I don't think this one's gonna make as much, but right now it's eyeing a fifty-eight million dollar plus domestic debut, and then overall it's looking like just to be under three hundred million when it comes to worldwide. I know it's already gotten, I think, in China. It's right already released in China. I think it was that it's already made like eighteen point four, so it's already released in China. Um, so. It's going to have a good box office run. It's going to do well. It's going to be interesting to see the drop-off, like I was talking about on Monday's show. I was like, the drop-off of Guardians of the Galaxy, since it had a small drop-off from weekend to weekend. I wonder what the drop-off is going to be with this. And then I'm just, yeah, kind of curious to see what Fast X does. And then we'll see what that drop-off is. But remember, guys, we're getting not one more movie, but two more movies. (laughs) So is Jason Momoa's character, like... If he doesn't die, does he just end up being part of the crew and then they take on some? Because that seems to be what happens, right? They, there's a villain and then the villain ends up being having a connection and then something happens at the end where they, they join, you know, they become family. And then, I don't know. I guess we'll see. No spoilers. No spoilers. Mission Impossible freaking Dead Reckoning. That's right, guys. Oof. Oof. You guys know. You guys you guys know that this is one of my I think this might have been my top my top anticipated movie of 2023. I think it was when I made that list because I love Mission Impossible. Love all the movies. That's right. And you know, people who say Mission Impossible 2 suck. You don't know. That's the most unique one. I don't care what you say. It's still, it's gold. Gold. John Woo. Hans Zimmer. It's gold. But they've all been great. They've all been great. I don't care what anybody says. But of course, they found, I mean, they were trying to find the tone of the franchise. And I think they found it when it came to Ghost Protocol. They really found the tone. And then it just kind of went to like, all right, then Christopher McQuarrie got Rogue Nation. And now he's just been making them. But this trailer... This trailer is flipping awesome, and I watched it earlier, so this is not a reaction or anything like that. Look at that stop. Whoa! Look at that shot. And we all know what's going to happen right there. Tom Cruise running, something you've never seen before. Ethan? Oh, see, it's going to... Okay, okay, see, okay, they're bringing it back. They're bringing it back. They're bringing it back, because if you watch the first Mission Impossible movie... Brian De Palma, always about the Dutch tilt. You guys know about the Dutch tilt. It's where you take a, a still shot that's happening and you tilt it. There was it, a lot of a lot of it was happening in Batman '66. If you remember those, remember those right there. But look at that. I, I'm like, are they bringing it back? That 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 kind of reminds me of the first Mission Impossible right here, which is still might actually still be my favorite. The first Mission Impossible still might be my favorite of all of them. Dutch angle. Sorry. Tilt, angle, whatever you want to call it. Dutch oven, yeah. Ethan, this mission of yours is gonna cost you. It's gonna cost you, dear. And then there's Kentridge! Kentridge! From the first Mission Impossible! Ah, there he is. Love it. You gotta throw that gum at him. The world is changing. She's wearing an eye patch. Truth. He's vanishing. Hot. War is coming. 
John, John Wick? It's been a long time, friend. Richie! You have no idea the power I represent. It knows your story and how it ends. He's running again. And what's her name from Guardians of the Galaxy? Mantis. Listen to me. The world's coming after you. I always forget what this actor's name is. This guy right here, I always forget his name, but he shows up in a lot of movies. He's a character actor. And I always say, his facial expression looks like he always has a fucking migraine. Like, if you look at him, he always just like looks like he's like got a bad migraine. He just has that look on his face. He's been in numerous things. I forget his name. Though. His fate is written. There's Shall a Dutch angle again truth. a little bit. If anything happens to them, there's no place that I won't go to kill you. That is written. And here it is. So, okay, so now it makes sense. <laughs> because it was just kind of like, okay, this whole stunt, this whole stunt of him riding a motorcycle off a cliff into a canyon. It was kind of like, okay, they built a ramp, but I'm like, what exactly is going to be there? Because obviously there's not going to just be a ramp right there, but here we go. VFX come in, and it's just a fucking cliff that he's riding on right there. So I was like, oh, okay, duh, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he's going to find something that's that's going to incline him like that because, yeah, it was just like, all right, we got the ramp right there, but what is actually going to be happening in this scene? And there he goes. Whee! He's a nutcase. Ethan, what's your objective? What's your ultimate objective? Apparently they crash a train, too. There'll be a whole Your train life will always matter more to me than my own. Dun, dun, dun. Look at this. Whoa, gravity. None of our lives can matter more than this mission. I don't accept that. How look, see how we see what he did there? I don't accept that. Crash that train. Whoa. Ah, I need a cigarette after that. Jesus. Looks awesome. Just looks awesome right there. Oh, I, like I tell you, just like when it comes to the Mission Impossible movies, yes. Been such a fan since since uh, since I watched the first one. I didn't see the first one in the theaters, though. I saw it when it came out on video. Sadly, I didn't see it in the movie theaters. But, yeah, that looks freaking great. Looks great. Cannot wait. But uh, hopefully you guys are feeling the same way. I mean, um, yeah, that's coming on July 12th. July 12th. That warming. Uh, right? You just need like a ha. Ah. You're just like, oh, man, I need a cigarette after that. With all that awesomeness. My God. You ever seen the Mission Impossible show? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Not as entertaining, but, you know. Still good. Still good. It's going to be interesting when they end this or they're going to re they're going to most likely reboot the franchise and they'll probably make it more like the show because the first the first Mission Impossible movie is very much like the show. You got Good Morning Mr. Phelps. That was like the whole thing. And then, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> Mr. Phelps was not a good guy, you know, so they kind of just veered off that. But hey, you know, whatever they could do, whatever they could do. 
Oh, we got some more people showing up. Oh, we got Saggy here. I smell. So, so unique. And you got RJ in here, too. What do you guys come in together? Come in into the chat holding hands? Trying to cause a ruckus? I see you. I see you. <clears throat> RJ Pickett. I know. <laughs> I know. I did see, yeah. RJ, RJ Archives or something like that, too. Wasn't that on Monday or something? I don't know. All right. Let me see. Let's get to the uh, the last topic here. Now that I watched that trailer, that's most likely going to give me a copyright. But, hey, you know, wanted to talk about it. Alita Battle Angel 2. Alita sequel, whatever, hashtag. We always, you know, there's always the hashtag. There's always something like that. But I saw something yesterday that I was like, oh, no. Because it was sounding good. It was sounding good. Mr. Landau, of course, was uh, when, when it came to, to you know, talking to Avatar and everything like that, they were, they were asking him. People were asking them about, okay, the Alita Battle Angel 2. Is it happening? Is it happening? Please let it happen. We all want it to happen. We enjoyed the first one. But sadly, there's a new report, and I'm bringing this up right here, this webpage, um, which is sort they sourced it. I forgot exactly where. World of Real. World of Real. This is a rumor right here. So not the best update when it comes to Alita, Alita Battle Angel 2, but it says right here, Alita Battle Angel 2 will only happen if James Cameron directs? What? Rumors of Alita Battle Angel 2 have floated around for years, but according to a new report from World of Real, the film won't happen unless James Cameron steps behind the camera. That ain't happening. The guy is making 17 Avatar movies. Not gonna happen. Oh, hey, according to the latest report... Cameron, who wrote the screenplay for the original film, is being asked to direct Alita Battle Angel 2, while Cameron and producer John Landau are trying to get the, a sequel made. Disney CEO Bob Iger reportedly won't give the go-ahead on the project unless Cameron is the one directing. Well, that's stupid! The first film was directed by Robert Rodriguez, so let him direct the second film! But it seems like Disney wants Cameron to be the one at the helm of this. I mean, this is where I like, this is where I say really take this with a grain of salt because I'm just kind of going like, they know that he's making more Avatar films and the last one made over $2 billion, So why the, f but then again, I could see them going like, well, we want to attach him to this because if they do that, the sequel will be big. But it's like, well, you can put his name all over it. They did that with the first one. Then they have, they could do a James Cameron Presents kind of thing. They've done that with other directors, but the report goes on to mention that Cameron has been reluctant to accept due to his busy schedule. Gee, what does that have to do? Oh, he's also doing Last Train of Hiroshima, as well as a third and fourth Avatar film. My guy, God, guy can't do it. So if that's true, Iger's a fucking idiot. Let Robert Rodriguez do it. Put James Cameron Presents, and it'll all be fine. Okay, just do that thing where you make it seem you make it seem like James Cameron is directing it. I don't know. That's just dumb. But yeah, there's the update right there. Like I told you, doesn't sound too good if that's if that's the case. But take it with a grain of salt. We don't know how true that whole thing is. But it's just like, oh, God, please just let Robert Rodriguez do it again, please. He did a great job with the first one. Great job with the first one. Why not? Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But that's that's the update I read about. So I thought I'd tell you guys. Why not let Cameron co-direct? Yeah, not even that. I think he's too busy even for that. 
Now Bob Iger made a good call. Rodriguez didn't score the home run last time. But he's not going to get Cameron to direct this one. I don't know. I, I thought I thought I thought Rodriguez did a fantastic job with with the original one. I thought a lot of people thought that. I don't know. That just I, there's no way you're going to get Cameron to spin. You know, to take he's he's making too much shit right now. He's just making too much shit. There's no way. Just no way. No way that's happening. All right. Well, you never know. Maybe you'll just be like, fuck it. Let's do it. You know, after he makes Avatar 7. <laughs> Maybe that's when he'll have time to do it. All right. Let's get to some questions right now before we wrap it up. And then, of course, do the members only stream. And like I said, if you want to be part of the members, become a member. Uh, help the film junkie community, right? All right. So first I'm going to read some th- I got something from um, from YouTube, and I posted this on YouTube. It's a comment. Oh, it's pretty damn lengthy, but we'll see what happens. It comes from Comic Book Dude 2. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Superman Legacy cannot be another Man of Steel situation. You do not want critics, fans, and the audience leaving the theater on opening weekend divided like many were with Man of Steel. You can't kick off your new universe with a divisive movie. Kevin Feige said in many interviews that if Iron Man back in 08 got terrible reviews and the audience hated it, that would had that would have been the end of their plans full stop. So it's smart for Gunn to go the route of classic, upbeat, and hopeful comic book Superman for Legacy. Again, what this was this whole main topic of this stream was about was find the the divide. Find the in middle find the middle find the middle ground okay because even though yes back in 2013 fucking 10 years ago yes it was there was very much divisive divisive tomato tomato however you want to say it there was i loved it i thought it was fantastic you know there was things i didn't like about it and then when i watched it again and again and again and again i started going oh yeah okay tornado jonathan sweet i'm I'm good with it now you know i didn't like it at first there's things that i was like yeah i didn't like it at first but it's become a cult classic. So comic book dude too. It's like, yes, I see what you're saying, but you can't steer all the way back to the Donner campy, the Donner feel aesthetic. You can't go all the way back to it. Okay. You have, you could capture a little bit of that. You could capture some, bring in some of that nostalgia, but you also can bring in some of the man of steel stuff too, because since then, how many times have you seen people come around to man of steel? especially after we've gotten the whole trilogy and we've seen Zack Snyder's Justice League and the response of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now people are going back, watching Man of Steel and even BBS and going, oh, I see what he was doing right here. I like it. So we can't steer, you can't steer away too much from that. You just can't. All right. Now let's see. We got, okay, we only got, we only got a couple few right here. When it comes to the Twitter questions. All right, first, hey, Dave, here's something a lot of people forget about Richard Donner and Christopher Reeve. They both wanted to work towards a more serious Clark who isn't constantly bumping into walls, etc. Uh, so question is, how aware is Gunn of that fact? I'm sure he's pretty well aware. Hopefully a lot more than real fans. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Pretty sure he is. Josh, what did you think of Legion of Superheroes animated movie on HBO Max? I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed it. You know, it was 
cool little like you know they try to do a little twisty weird thing in which uh with uh, one of the characters that i thought was pretty cool but yeah i i, I actually enjoy it i recommend it yeah being yeah if you're a supergirl fan you definitely should watch it if you haven't watched it supergirl fan i'd say give it a give it a give it a shot i mean it wasn't it was it wasn't like anything like oh you know it wasn't like apocalypse war like oh you know but it was it was still it was still good Mr. Wooter, Dave, Mission Impossible, Mission Possible, he says. Uh, Seven Trailer 2 is amazing. Well, uh, you binge watch all the Mission Impossible movies when the new one comes out. And what day Avatar 2 coming out on Blu-ray? I was waiting for it to come out, but nothing happened. Yeah, I'm not sure when that is coming out. I think it's coming out soon, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I mean, obviously I'm not gonna binge watch all the Fast and Furious movies <laughs> to, uh, in preparation for the new Fast and Furious movies, but I might, I might start binge watching the Mission Impossible movies again because I love the franchise that much. Mr. Nobody, hey Dave, I'm not sold on Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. I'm gonna keep an open mind, but I see Holt more as Nightwing. That's interesting. See, Nicholas Holt, he's just like, they're just gonna... He's going to be on the short list for all these heroes. Or Robin, Tim Drake, as a tech guy. Okay, but I think, well, yeah, I guess they could do it. They have Damien in there already, so Tim Drake is older, but I, eh, I don't know. When I think of Lex, I envision someone a bit older and cunning. I could be completely wrong. Who would you cast as Lex Luthor? I don't know. Here's some choices right there. Billy Zane. I remember Billy Zane was always like on the top of people's list like uh, a while ago because, you know, especially when you have uh, this, uh, the Superman, the animated series, you know, which they went like, hey, you know, this is not a white Lex Luthor. You know, he's got a little bit of a tan. Maybe he's a little bit of a mix like me or something like that. So so Billy Zane kind of had that that look of uh, of Lex Luthor and Superman, the animated series. Maybe they'll go that route. Who knows? And finally, Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, question number one. Do you think DCU Superman will be very similar to the Richard Donner Superman, except it's the current era type that is mixed uh, in with that? No, because that was Superman Returns, and that did not work. Gun, I don't think Gunn is that dumb to try to do that again. I don't think he's that stupid to be like, all right, let's try to bring Donner into... No, James Gunn is going to make it. I mean, he, he and I'll even bring up some of the, the stuff that he was even saying, too. that I forgot to bring up when I was talking to the main stuff. But we'll talk. Well, I'll bring that up uh, right now because he was responding to people on Twitter earlier today. Question two, who would you like to see play the DCU Batman? Yeah, I have to do one of these days. I'll break it, break down and do a list. I'll do a list of uh, of that right there. But, yeah, let me find the, uh, the what James Gunn was saying earlier today when he was responding to people i know i retweeted a couple of things but there was one main thing that he was talking about and uh it was just basically someone who was saying that oh yeah after seeing the 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 top five list that he had and talking about the donner superman so basically he's just like saying like what the hell like this is gonna be but here was the tweet right here that's a weird thing to conclude from that interview. So, because I said Old Boy was one of my favorite comic book movies in the same interview, that means I'm also copying that film's aesthetic and into the Spider-Verse? Any movie I like means I'm copying the aesthetic for Legacy? Dun-dun-dun! You go, James! Because everybody keeps on doing that. Uh, that's what I like when James Gunn does that kind of stuff. I like it when he does that, because then he's like, all right, guys, you... 
I, I, to be to be honest, I'm just like, okay, yeah, you can get a sense of what the aesthetic is and the tone is going to be when you've watched James Gunn's stuff. But at the same time, I'm just kind of going, I think he wants to do something different. He knows what's on the line. I mean, it's this is a big project. And, it, and to me, it's just like, I'm hoping that, again, that he finds that middle ground between Donner and Snyder. I think there could be a, a really good middle ground that he can land at. He can land there and really nail something when it comes to the aesthetic i think he's going to try to do something that he maybe he's never done before maybe film it a different kind of way than he's never filmed it before just a different aesthetic it's not going to be a bunch of dick and fart jokes like a lot of people keep on saying that which is just dumb and it's just like you need you need new writers stop it but you know the hatred is real when it comes to to gun but i think He's I'm just what I'm really hoping for. And like I said, I'm still I'm not like 100 percent sold that he's going to pull it off. I'm not. I'm going to have to see some shit first because I'm still kind of I'm still on the more worry side of this whole thing. Like, oh, boy, I don't know if this is going to end up working, you know, because he definitely was not my choice to do Superman. I thought he would have. I really wanted to be like, OK, you you do the authority. Let somebody else do do Superman, you know, yeah, of course you could write it, but let somebody else take over that. You do the authority. That's more your bag, I felt like, but he's doing Superman. But I just really hope that we could just find that. Which version of Old Boy, the Korean or the American one? Is that a serious question? <laughs> so he, somebody actually asked him what version of Old Boy is his favorite. The American version? Do people even remember that one with Josh Brolin? They tried. They tried. They tried, but it didn't work. Who directed that one? I forgot who directed the uh, American version of the old boy. Boy. Uh, before you finish that, uh, can you refresh? You talking about a YouTube one? Okay, let me refresh. Refresh. I'm not seeing anything. Did you leave it on YouTube? I refreshed it on YouTube. I'm not seeing it. I don't know if it's my thing. Oh, there we go. Why does it say? Okay, it's not letting me. All right, hold on a sec. This stupid thing. Let me try this again. Let me reload that. Okay, there we go. Maybe that'll help. There we go. It's not letting me see it. YouTube is being a stupid ass right now come on newest there we go jesus christ it wasn't showing me and i hit newest uh okay ninja gamer 1359 dave could you and anyone else who actually has a twitter account tweet james gunn if he would cast jenna ortega if he plans on bringing raven into the new dcu that should be the new hashtag campaign, to be honest. <laughs> Risk coming off as typecasting, but it'd honestly be perfect for her on so many levels. Either way, especially given her love of for horror. Some fan, uh, some fan art from Boss Logic and uh, another illustrator. Uh, my point. Oh yeah, I think I saw when somebody made something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's actually going to turn into like a hashtag campaign, but and who knows if she's like if she actually going to be or if they're going to have Raven in there. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's still kind of up in the air. I think right now it's just the focus is on Superman because that has to land as well as possible, because if they're just like you said, with like just like what we were talking about with Kevin Feige, if it doesn't. 
if it doesn't hit like like kind of like how iron man hit then you really don't have a universe so but yeah when, when it gets to that point when it gets to that point i would say but i think right now i don't think there really needs to be a campaign for it right now because we don't even know if she's going to be incorporated in this first chapter so but you never know maybe she'll be put somewhere else i mean i could see her like showing up maybe in like a peacemaker or an amanda waller type show that could be interesting but i don't know we'll see but anyways that's uh yeah so there are the questions right there thank you uh everybody who did all that i think that's pretty much it that just pretty much wraps up wednesday stream so here we go guys thank you guys like i said hit that like thumbs up before you leave make sure you guys are uh subscribed to the channel hit that notification bell everything and like i said if you want to become a member pick my brain a little bit more we're going to do a members only stream right after this so members look forward to the link on your feeds and uh, we should uh, have some fun with that. Follow me on the uh, the different sock meds. And like I said, if you want to support the channel a little bit more, we got the Patreon, which I try to put more exclusive content on there. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys. Of course, you look forward to my first reaction review of Fast X. Oh boy, we'll see what I feel like when I uh, when I come out of that one. I'm gonna see it at five o'clock tomorrow. So maybe look forward to my first reaction to be uploaded about 7:30, 8 o'clock. Or whatever but yes i'll be uploading that tomorrow and i'll see if i do a full-on review i might do a full-on review as well but uh, we'll see but yeah i'll see you guys on uh, friday again vodka stream new time 6 30 pacific standard time so i'll see you guys then and uh we'll see if uh what the who the guest is we'll see who the guest is when it comes to that all right guys love ya. you guys are awesome and members i'll see you guys in a little bit talk to you later